Gentlemen, welcome to episode number 46 of Casting the Spotlight. Here we are, just two of us, just us, yeah, not any of the, uh, the stuff you may have just heard. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we finally got the group together and shit like that, it's what we were trying to do for a while. Yeah. It, uh, it would have been great if, you know... All of it would have been top-notch, I feel like, because we wanted to get in a little deeper and everything. <clears throat> yeah, there's just all, you know, a lot of stories, but I mean... You can't always get to them all. Yeah. You know? A um, lot of history between us with those guys. Oh, yeah. Sure. Amongst, like, us as individuals and, like, us as a group, and just, you know, a lot of the stuff, like, some of the stuff we didn't even get to, like, with the backyard wrestling stuff and, like, just all the time. I think a lot of people that know us tree, know that. The parties, the, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... Um, that's what I mean. Like, whenever they see, like, that it's us four, they're probably like, oh, fuck, these guys, you know, they did backyard wrestling together, they had those parties they were all oh, were yeah. at, so, like, they probably expected some stuff told about that. Oh, yeah. No, we, I mean, we dipped into, like, content and, a lot, and you know, a lot of that stuff. I mean, it, as the night went on, we were drinking more, and, you know, we may have lose sight of uh, the time, and it was getting late, and we were trying to yeah. <laughs> give it the best job we could. That tends to be the case with these. Yeah, oh yeah, it happens probably far too often, but we always get on here and give them our best damn shot! <laughs> we always do, I mean, we yeah. always come back, and even now, like, since it's been a little bit since we've uh, rolled, like, we were rolling, released those 10 when we came back, we're like, well, releasing this one and the 45th one back-to-back, just put us right back in the mix and then obviously from here on out like you know we're bringing some more guests in we're gonna hit you with some more solo episodes like we always have done which is still like i said earlier like it was the first time i noticed it but i think we had a pretty even ratio between solo episodes and like the guest spots i thought that was kind of interesting because it wasn't while we tried to always break them up and have guests on we like obviously did the first nine before we had anybody on yeah. And and then I just kind of spread them out as we went on because we always wanted to not make it guest reliant. We wanted to make it. We wanted to make our own podcast, our own ideas, and like be able to put forth all of the other shit we want to say. Plus, whenever it's me and you, the floor is all ours anyway to say whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Which is why we started in the first place. We have a lot of common <laughs> interests and things to say, and like it's just the best way to air it. Yeah, podcasting's. It's like. It doesn't seem like it'd be much to figure out until you're actually in it. That's what I mean. It's like there isn't an added layer of pressure to the conversation, but there is for some reason at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because you feel like an urgency to answer so there's not dead air to and you know the microphone's there and it's like you're trying to come up with something that's like intelligent enough to say out loud. You don't want to sound like an (laughs) idiot on air. It's like, but you don't think about it. And then like whenever the guest comes in or whenever there's just like that dynamic change of a group in like around the microphone or whatever it kind of just like everybody feels that kind of even yeah. if they don't want to everybody kind of feels that pressure and like 
the guests especially when they first come in, you know, you can tell that you gotta kinda loosen them up sometimes they get kinda nervous and shit. Oh yeah. Well and we always spend a little time with or even before me and you start we'll bullshit around or listen to music and talk about stuff. Um, just throw stuff out there and then start. But like when we bring the guests in, they uh, like everybody tends to adjust fairly easily and you know, we just end up getting the vibe comfortable and everything. Everybody's you know, we start. But in some ways I almost feel like because I I feel there's an urgency to, to you know, put together like a product, a presentation, and then you know, release it. Like I feel like after the intro, it's always something we like to do. You know, introduce the episode, the number, say who the guests are, like just kind of make it a thing. But I was talking to Stevens, I think it was about this, and like whenever you do that, it's well, it's great because it's like it gifts. You know, it's like the normal thing, and it's our like the protocol. It's just like all right, well, we're gonna say what episode it is, who's on, just give them the whole pr- thorough presentation. But like you have to do that to make it feel like something you know what I'm saying I mean we yeah. can so easily roll when we're just all talking but it's just it's a level of like presentation and you know kind of production to it like the way we organize it and we edit them together and everything it's just like to where but sometimes I feel like there's an added pressure to start oh yeah and that's what I've asked people before because I'm like because they do like the intro and they like to be introduced and all that other stuff and it's like sometimes it it has to reset the conversation we were having prior when we were just chilling with them in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, it is kind of like, all right, we're about to start rolling out. Everybody gets set. We're going to yeah, fun. We're going to play the music. Is it same nerve-wracking? It's like it's not even live. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's no audience here. Went out on a stage. I mean, it didn't stop me and you still when we weren't as used to it now, but I feel like we're so plenty comfortable with as many episodes we've been putting out to, like, just jump right in and have a ton of stuff we can get to or say. And even through this podcast, like, we've both, like, grown in conversation, like, as people in general. It's just, like, we're, even though we're still talking about our favorite content from years ago, like, the same (laughs) shit, some of the same old shit, it's still, I feel like it's, a polished version of of what that was and now we know how to present and like put our ideas out there in like yeah. such a way and like knowingly this is what the podcast is if you want to listen like you can listen if it means something to you it means something to you like but everybody that's come in here like has enjoyed you know we've always enjoyed having guests in and whatnot definitely got a whole lineup to uh to fixate here before we oh yeah you know before we do yeah i mean it's Really, in the grand scheme of things, too, it's like we're pretty early on in the process mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Like, it's we don't have like a production. Yeah, yeah no, we still well, just got the microphone and the laptop. We like, treat it that way, but it's not like it's like lights, camera. We get the videos going, the clips, yeah. and like all the shit, and like you can we see don't the images. studio set up in here or anything like that. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It's, but it, it is still like steps up from what was where we started. Oh, for sure, man. We were recording on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. That first episode was a fucking mess. That's probably ever, like... That one is never... the lost episode. It is the lost episode. (laughs) I mean, that one before it that we tried and fucked it up, that one could have been the first one, but, like, that was just... Yeah, we technically had two lost episodes at the very beginning of our run. Well, I still have the other one on my phone, but it's just, like, we would almost have to put it up with on YouTube with, like, a thumbnail of, like, just our logo or just some picture in order for people to hear it, and it's just that the whole time. It's not like there's a video or, like, audio or whatever. People be like, I released the first episode! (laughs) (laughs) 
But I it just we never put it out there. Like who even knows what we talked about that anymore? It's probably some outdated stuff. I mean, probably not. Like you were just yeah. saying, we're probably sure talking we, about the same old shit we do. Like we probably talked about like the Cardinals, and I mean, we should, I'm sure talked about like Batman or Star Wars That's, or yeah, something like that. <laughs> but uh, that was like early on. Possibly even serial killers. I don't know. The first one, yeah. that first first one we did. Man, I feel like sometimes like. <laughs> There's, there were some episodes where we just started talking about serial killers, and it, like, the episode just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> that first one that we did, though, where we fucked the audio, like, big time up, was, it was a fluent conversation, and we went for, like, a flat hour, like, you know, more than that. Like, it was, it seemed like we had plenty of shit to say. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, fuck, you want to start them off with the good, the bad, and the shits this, this time? We'll throw them into upheaval, and... Switch the process up on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Um, and we can still take the break, obviously, after the little first little while, or after we're done. Yeah, who knows how long it'll take, but good and the bad and the shits is usually a pretty lengthy uh, segment. Yeah, most so, people like it, too. You know? Most yeah. people are fans. Well, because a lot of times it's like, you fucking, you start talking about ramen noodles and that somehow leads to, like, the Korean invasion. You're like, how yeah. the fuck do we... I don't even talk? know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> Like, how did we get into the Revolutionary War? That's, that's in what the they were saying. Like, we were talking about the British Revolution and shit. I was like, I don't remember talking about the British Revolution. I really don't either. I don't even know. I, like, looked at the... I'm going to get in trouble with this podcast. That's what I mean. I don't remember what the fuck I say on here. 95% of the time. Well, sometimes, like, I got to go through and write the description. And, like, I listen to bits and pieces. But I like to, to try and make it vague and not give away all the stuff. But... Put enough stuff on iTunes and Spotify at least to like give them some sort of an idea of like what is discussed on there. But there's always the good chunk of shit like that you gotta like leave out because you want people to tune in. You don't want to give away all the good shit, you know. Yeah. You don't want to give, give it all away and spoil the podcast. <laughs> Last episode had a lot of spoilers. If you haven't seen Kenobi, and we could have oh, yeah. even talk about the Bill Burr special we just saw. We get to that like later on. Which just came out today, like last night. Now, that was badass, though. It was funny. Um, you want to start off good to ban the shits, or me? Uh, you can go if you want. Alrighty. Let's start off. You, you said ramen noodles. Let's start off. I thought maybe I had done I had like done this before or something along the lines. But uh, easy meal, meal to whip up, but it tastes pretty damn good. People give men shit for it because it's sometimes, oh, it's the bachelor meal. Hamburger helper. What do you think? Pretty fucking good? I mean, yeah, they got... Hamburger Helper, honestly, has a wide variety of shit you can eat, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, true. There's a... Like, I know my mom used to get... I don't even remember what it technically was, but it was, like, shells, like, pasta shells that were Hamburger Helper. I know, that was some great shit. I don't even remember... It was, like... I don't even... But it was just literally the shells and cheese and, like, the ground meat. <laughs> Which is just damn good. <laughs> and I know a lot of people do give a shit, but I also think a lot of, like, especially if you have, like, a family, like, Hamburger Helper is a nice, easy, cheap route to go, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, it definitely is. You can whip bowls up for everybody. Yeah, and it makes a lot. Like, you can just buy a couple boxes of it. That's a whole dinner. It tastes great, I think. I'm like, it's. I'm not even saying it's a five-star meal. I'm just no. saying, like, you whip it up, and, like, it's pretty fucking good. Most of the stuff you eat at the house, though, it's like, 
it's not gonna be a five star meal, you know? That's what like makes going to the restaurant fucking special anyways. It's like Well it is, but certain people that are good chefs or cooks can oh, really, yeah, at that really home, make some delicious stuff. I mean that's why people have they don't even have a deal. So yeah, somebody has gotta you know, somebody knows how to cook, like they're making your ass at dinner parties there and shit like that. They're like, No, I'm Susan, she's cooking it. Yeah, I'm not really a good cook and I'm like too broke to be a good cook too, you know what I mean? So it's I, like talked about on here before, like making shit in the air fryer because it's, oh, yeah. it's effective, it's cheap, you can meal prep stuff in there like steak and burgers and all the meats. The yeah, I want to get into grilling this summer. Actually, I might look on Prime Days. It's Prime Days. You might as well. To see about getting a grill or something. Yeah, I think it's pretty uh, spot on. It's pretty good shit. Yeah, it's some good shit. I Honestly, I... I think it's one of those things too that people like make fun of it and give it shit, mm-hmm. but a lot of people use it. It's like a very big company, you know yeah. what I mean? So, or very big products rather, because I don't know who owns it, but I feel like just even part the basic noodles and the meat is just yeah. it's so good. It's it really and it's for filling what it is, and it's nutritious. That's what I'm like, it has different food groups in there. Like you get in your meat and your protein too. It's pretty well, like, it's not the healthiest, and it's not, like, like you said, it's not a five-star meal, but it's, like, it's a full dinner. It's affordable, easy, and effective. Yeah. Feeds you. I'd say it's pretty underrated. Yeah. All I in all. Agree. For the, for the, like, shit that it gets. Oh, yeah, they're like, what are you going to make, a hamburger helper? It's, like, fucking lucky they're going to get food. <laughs> Just kidding. Nah. It's, like, I could tell everybody to bring their own shit. Yeah. We could do that. Do, like, a... Uh, dish make a real easy meal what do you got since uh the 4th of July just passed and there's a mixture of people that are like I don't give a fuck I'm gonna do whatever I want on this day blah 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 it's my day to celebrate and there's other people that are like cut this shit out by 11 o'clock my fucking dog's freaking out what's your thought on fireworks um I I'd probably say fair on fireworks, to be honest, because, like, some of the later shit when they're shooting them off is obnoxious, but, like, you know that people are going to do that once they're bought, and for the most part, like, a lot of the cities give them, I don't know what it is, like, what, 10 days before, I could be incorrect on this, but, like, 10 days before and 10 days after, like, everybody knows the tents are going up, most, you have to figure, like, half of June, part of June, and the first third of July, people are still going to be shooting off fireworks, is a as insane as you know it can be, like whenever it's like well after the fact. And oh yeah, by like the eighth, people are like, "Knock it the fuck off!" But at the same time, like, I mean, I guess you get to shoot them off on New Year's and stuff like that. But for the most part, you don't really have a chance to shoot them off. And I mean, there's be, some shops that are open year round. Yeah, and for it to be like too acceptable, though. So I mean, it depends where you live. But I mean, I <coughs> I definitely like that there. You can just go buy them and stuff like that. Like it's. Yeah. Part of our deal. It's part of the, the free. The, and it's kind of cool. The freedom to go fucking do it, and buy a shitload of them, and have a hell have a celebration or like a party and shoot off a bunch of them for everybody to watch. Okay. Some of them are cool. They aren't cheap. That's the only thing that sucks about oh, yeah. them. Is like, you buy this big ass thing. You're like, oh hell yeah, this is gonna be awesome, and you spend like a hundred bucks, and then it's wiped out in like forty five minutes. And you're like, damn, that was a hundred dollars of fireworks. Like how? 
I just <laughs> didn't even care this year. Like not not that I didn't care, but I didn't give a rat's ass about like buying fireworks. I was working the whole time anyway, and I was just like, I'm not gonna be in a position where I'm gonna be able to shoot off any. Yeah. And I don't have a just a diehard desire to shoot them off because I'm like I've done it before and I've watched the shows, and um, you know, I mean I didn't. It wasn't a huge like it wasn't a huge deal like to me um, about like not buying at least this year or anything. Man, I saw... But it was cool, I mean, for the first time, like, I'm sure the people that, you know, had made a big thing of it, it was, like, it, it is, like, the first summer since the pandemic, like, that's really this kind of free, and you can join together oh, with yeah. whoever, go wherever, be with tons of people. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of gatherings and whatnot, too, because... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's outside, It was also the long weekend for a lot of people <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't really... I mean, I live up here in an apartment, so it's, like... I'm not gonna shoot them off, but all I shot like small stuff off of my parents and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I saw some video. I think it was like 2012, 2013 that it happened. There was some fireworks show in San Diego, and it was like there was a malfunction somehow, and there was 15 minutes of their like grand finale fireworks. They shot the shit off in 20 seconds, and it was like. You couldn't even see the... It just was a bright, flashing light in the sky. It almost looked like a bomb was going off. It was just like... Holy just like... <laughs> it was like a fire in the Up sky. In the clouds and shit. <laughs> yeah. And people are like... Whoa! Like, cheer. It's like, I don't think that was supposed to happen, man. The show's over now. <laughs> You'd be like the end of Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, can't say that. Spoilers. Which I still haven't seen. Have you watched any of it? I watched like the mm-hmm. first five of the nine. That last one's like two and a half fucking hours. But yeah, no, I I'll get to it. Like the last two episodes are real long. I'll I'll get to them, but I think if I'm in like the sixth episode right now. Yeah, I know. I that was one of those shows, man. I was so kept up with it. I know people are probably gonna hate me for this too, but it's like it took so long for the fourth season to come out that now I'm like, dude. I remember some key points for sure that happened in season three, but like, am I gonna be lost coming into season four? Because I think they give you a recap to kind of jog your memory. At least that was that way for me. Is that Woody Harrelson? Yeah, him and Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. In the movie that just came out recently, didn't it? Okay. Yeah. I saw there was a movie coming out in like August on Netflix that looked pretty interesting. It's like called Day Shift or something like that. It's Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg, and uh, Dave Franco. (laughs) And they're vampire hunters. Okay. (laughs) It looks pretty interesting. I'm really pumped that the Clerks 3 trailer dropped finally. We got to see a little bit of what it's going to be like. Like, Kevin Smith kind of used his idea, like, with the heart attack, and Randall just keels over, and he, like, realizes that he hasn't done as much with with his life, you know, as he wanted to and everything by that age. And, uh, I mean, we're going to see what happens. I can't wait, though. They said sometime this fall, it might be, like, September or October, but it looks like the same as when we saw the reboot um, in 2019. He's going to go on tour and, like, show the movie everywhere and do a Q&A. And all yeah, that I saw shit. that he was planning on doing so that. So that too. is going to We've seen Kevin Smith multiple times. Oh, yeah. Met him, fucking took that picture. Yeah, we've seen them quite a bit at this point. I saw that movie a few times while it was, like, mm-hmm. pretty new. Well, we saw it in theaters, and then we saw the road show. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like Clerks Three is gonna be. I don't know if it'll be one of the best, like the best of the Clerks, but it's gonna be pretty cool because they're all older now. It's like taken from real parts of things that happened in his life and he experienced and stuff like that. So it's gonna feel a little more real. Yeah. And I feel like he's like really been talking about it lately on like social media and like shouting out all the people that took part in the movie and stuff. And Reboot was hilarious. So I mean, if it was anything you know branched off of that like in a positive light, it would be it'll be good. Like Becky and Elias are back. Yeah. Clerks too. Rosario Dawson who doubles as Ahsoka. That's <laughs> gonna be fucking sick when that comes out too. I think that might be like the beginning of next year or. It'd be nice if it was this year, but I think it's later. Wonder if she's gonna be Ahsoka. Huh? Wonder if she's gonna be Ahsoka in Clerks Three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's got the rights to that. So. We were on fireworks. I yeah. Said, <laughs> I said fair. <clears throat> what do you got? Okay. Well, let's go to. And I was actually thinking about bringing this up as a as a topic, if not as a topic, just as. A, discussion anyway as the NFL season approaches. How about Tom Brady's career so far as a buck exclusively? Uh, I don't know. I feel like at this point in his career, like by the time he left the Patriots and went to the Bucks, there was like I guess some people questioning, but I feel like most pretty knowledgeable football fans like realized that he was already like seen as one of the greats by that point, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't think everybody pretty much already was like, oh, he's a legend. So, wherever he goes, they're probably going to be pretty good. But there were still the people that were like, oh, it was the Patriots organization and Bill Belichick that made him and all of a sudden it's like, I will see. And obviously that wasn't the case because the Patriots fucking took a big shit and the Bucks kept winning. Didn't make the playoffs the first year, the second year... Played in one game. What did they win or did they? Oh, they got season? stomped out. Yeah. In that first playoff. See, and Brady went to what the final four. Got beat by the Rams. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you discount the people that are still trying to make a case for this? I don't understand. The dude went to another team, basically assembled this team, and like created a whole identity of which the Buccaneers really never even had before. Like, truly. I mean, people can argue and say, like, maybe Jameis Winston or they had, you know, whoever the fuck, and, like, they had some good players. Like, they had Evans, they had Godwin, who were tremendous players. Tremendous. Yeah, they already had key players to the team. They had a few things, and I think once they got Brady and, like, Gronk came in and just everybody around him, like, he took this island of misfit toys and, like, Antonio Brown before he walked out on his ass. Yeah, that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we all have all seen that now. Anybody that hires it now is a fucking joke. <laughs> now, like, whenever he goes to another team at the age he's at, like, what, 42, 43, 44 now? And, I mean, he's older yeah. than 42. He's like 44 or 5. Yeah, he's even. Old, uh, for sure. But he's still doing this, and he's still winning, and he's won, like, seven championships. I don't really think there's much of a discussion of, of who the like the greatest, especially who the greatest quarterback is of all time in terms of what are you going to go off of? I mean, you, you can go off of other stats, but like, he's yeah. won the most titles. He's gotten them into the playoffs more than like half, of it, or about half of his career. Yeah, some of his statistics, like, some of his weird random ones I've seen them share before don't make sense. I'm about to read one. This is what I saw today. 
Brady has 710 career passing or touchdown passes in 365 games, while the other 14 quarterbacks in his, in his division have a combined 646 touchdown passes in 519 games. 646 in 519 games, and Brady 710 in 365 games. <laughs> those are those are the stats. Those are fucking absurd, man. Like. To discount because you hate, that's that's a little that's a little much. I, but mean, I mean, there's things that people can make the argument about Brady, like yeah, yeah, he's uh, like, and I think he'd even admit like he's not the most athletic quarterback. He's not the most mobile quarterback, or necessarily the most accurate. But in terms of the NFL, like in ter- if you're gonna go in terms of stat titles, championships, like what he has done. For this, you yeah. know, for the Patriots, and then the Bucks' his first year wins it in front of the home, you know, the home crowd and shit like that. Like, I mean, he put a lot of those arguments to rest. He's an other level kind of yeah. quarterback, really. And I he's mean, still playing. I think honestly, though, most people like see that, especially like if any, it can't be. I think underrated his run over there because if anything, it made a whole lot more Bucks fans like. I feel like the Bucks get hate still mm-hmm. now too, like a little more hate because they're winning and they got Brady and stuff. But like, I feel like the Bucks fan base like, like at least tripled. Yeah, so, I liked I liked Evans before he was over there, but I, I definitely will say I didn't pay attention as much to the Bucks. But I mean, now I I just I look at his accomplishments and like what he's done and like giving up some of the pay to get a better team around him and all that, like when he was on the Patriots and when he was on the Bucks, you know, to try and do the best he can and win another title. Like, those are moves that are smart if you're a leader and if you're a quarterback. Like, if you're trying to win titles and you're trying to bring one home for the city, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I definitely started paying more attention to it. But, like, I really like several of the people on their team. Like, I definitely think Brady paid or had more people pay attention because of that. But... I mean, his name carries all the credibility in the world. You know what I mean? And there's and there's quarterbacks like better, different things for sure than than he is and he was. But yeah, I mean, it's, he just keeps. He really going. isn't. That's what's crazy is he's not the most athletic, mobile, or the quickest quarterback. But yeah. he just can't be beat in the in the moments where it matters. He yeah. always comes through. Yep. He almost came back in that Rams game, dude. I mean, then Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford found Cooper Cup, and it was it was game it was over. Lights out. Yeah. Put him, punched it in. I was really hoping then. I was like, okay, you gotta beat, you know, the fucking Niners. <laughs> but, so what would you say? I would say it's fair, the perception on it, because, I mean, you know, like I said, like, sure, he gets a little bit of hate, I guess, but, like, he also gets the Bucks get way more attention than they probably have ever gotten before oh, yeah. at the same time. And rightfully so, though, because they really are a much more competitive team now. So, yeah, I'd say it's fair. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, he's, he's won one of his two, like, one out of two of the fucking seasons he played there, he won a Super Bowl. And the second one, he almost, he almost got them, like, he almost got them there again. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's kind of like, damn. But here, by the same token, it would be hard to say underrated because you know, like, you know he is that good, so it's like you kind of expect him to do fairly well, at least even at the age he is, because he's just, nobody's ever been in the pocket. Like, nobody's ever fucking been in the place that he is sitting on the plateau that he's been on whenever it comes to winning. He always figures out a way. Yeah. And those are the facts. Like, people, oh, you kissed his ass! You kissed that! It's like, <laughs> yeah, but if you look at the facts, then try and argue with me. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Well, it kind of like stayed in the same vein. This one's a little bit like hard to describe, but predetermined send-offs. Like, like when an athlete before a season starts is like, this is my last season, or like when a band is like, this is the final tour, or like whatever, it's just like they put the stamp on it that this is it before it even happens. Before it even happens. Like it's like, yeah, it's like a predetermined thing where they're like, all right, this is, this is, the, this is the ride into the sunset. No, and that works, and, like, if Brady didn't come out and, like, not that we're still on Brady because you're, that was yours, but, like, switch, you know, pulling even this as an example into that, he didn't even come out and say yet that this is his last no. season. So, like, I mean, what if he just plays this season, maybe doesn't win but gets really close, maybe even plays in the Super Bowl. And oh, God if he gets forbid, really loses. close, he'll, he'll probably he, play again. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're willing to take him as long as he's willing to play and play well, which, you know, he still is doing. But if he or anybody else like came out and said it ahead of time, then it's kind of like, well, like who holds Molina and Wainwright? It's like this is it. This is the go home show. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets you anticipated. At the same time, it also will sell more tickets from a business perspective. If you're kind of like puts that pressure on the person though to like kind of perform because perform. it's like this is it. Like I gotta show them what I'm worth. I don't have another chance. The cast, the spotlight is being casted upon you. <laughs> And, I mean, it really does, but, but, I mean, it will sell the tickets because if he says that and you're like, well, he's going to abide by that. This is going to be the swan song and he's going to walk all the way in the sunset and this is going to be it. it like, it'll kind of add all those factors. There's an urgency to be like, well, this is it, man. You've got to go to those games. You've got to see them live again. Like, we've even talked about, like, going to see, you know, Pujols and uh, Wainwright Molina and mm-hmm. whatnot again. And, like, it's, it's going to be it because – like as long as you believe them all that say this is the last one, I think I do because what better well, way? Three for sure. What better way would it be for them all to go out together? And like we have just, just ridiculous players also on our team like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt's been oh, killing yeah. it. Jesus Christ! It's like they freaking made the All Star team. Pujols made the All Star team. Gonna be on the uh, fucking in the Derby next week. Yeah, they the commissioner just like made sure that him and Miguel Cabrera, because I guess it's Cabrera's last year, too. I didn't know that, but... Yeah, I did see, maybe, was my brother that shared something about that? Which Cabrera. I, like, grew up with both of them being, like, two of the elite players, you yeah. know? It seemed like Miguel, like, you really start paying more hardcore attention to Miguel a little later than Pujols. Yeah. Like, in like, the later 2000s. Like, he kind of flew under the radar, and then you looked at his stats year after year, and you're like, this yeah. guy never batted under 300. Yeah. Or has, insane. like, under 20 homers, like, any fucking season. <laughs> There's only one Pujols, man. The yeah. stuff that he did, Jesus Christ. Like, it was 
such a fucking especially privilege. living in St. Louis, like such a privilege to be able to watch him growing up. Yeah, and and for us to take home those two titles, like the didn't first really ones realize was, it as a kid that the Cardinals, like that that was an era that was like a crazy era for the Cardinals. Like as yeah. a kid, I just thought we were that good. That was a know? special team too, and like whenever some of those guys are on us, it's just fucking badasses. And like it was Edgar Renteria and. Jim Edmonds and Scott Rowland and like, you know, and then, well, I guess Edgar wasn't on the team, but like later in 06 and we still had Edmonds and Rowland. It's like this team, man, and they got in there, what, in a wild card spot? Won the damn thing, but won yeah. the first won the Super Bowl, or not the Super <laughs> Everybody that knows me knows I know the difference between the damn Super Bowl and the World <laughs> Series, so I shouldn't have to explain that one. But the World Series, and we weren't even expected to take it, and we beat the fucking Rangers, and that was a hell of a World Series, too. Or not the, in 06, it was the Tigers. The Tigers, and 11, yeah. it was the Rangers. Yeah. Um, but that was and just... Fuck the Red Sox. That's yeah. for another oh, yeah, day. they pissed in our cereal. But <laughs> fuck. But they lost Tom Brady, those Boston Knights. So, ah. But, uh, confident, stuck-up fucker. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, like... I mean, if we weren't going to do something with that team, Jesus Christ, what were we doing? For the first World Series of our lives, like, that Cardinals team brought it home. For the first time since 82 in 06, we brought it home. Then we got another one five years later in a different team, but some of those guys that were young in the process, like Molina and Wainwright back in 04, 05, like that ending of the Edmonds rolling battle era, like it transitioned into this next team that we had with, you know, Carpenter and we had, you know, uh, Molina instead of Mike Matheny and everything. And Pujols was still there, and he was in the middle of his crazy run. hundred, You know, batting plus 30 home runs, over a 300 average, 100 RBIs every year and shit. Insane. Stats nobody has seen. Nobody had, had even done before for the first, like, 10 years of his career. Insane. Insane consistency. Yeah, and he was a different level, too, like... I remember them always trying to compare, like, oh, who's the, who's the better player, like, who's on top, him or A Rod? But like, for a consistent longer period, it was Pujols, like, yeah. hands down. A Rod went away for like a couple of years after all that shit, and he had a lot of publicity when he came back. So like, oh, the steroids and the the growth yeah. hormone shit or whatever. But I mean, A Rod was a special player too, and I mean, it'd be nice if Pujols. There's a few people he won't be able to pass on the all-time home runs list for like for sure. Just if he plays this season, it's it's just probably not gonna happen. Like, um, I mean, Ruth is still number three. Hank Aaron's number two, and Bonds is number one. And those are, I think, too far within reach. But if he gets about 700 or so, I mean, it might put him. And I don't know for sure. I wish I knew. Fourth or fifth, I don't know if he'll have passed Willie Mays or where A Rod ended up on that list. But those are like. I think I want to say they were four and five at least before Pujols started, you know, making yeah. way as much as he did. But I mean, that's incredible because he was not just a home run hitter. No, I mean that dude did so much for it. He was an excellent first baseman. He got so many extra base hits for us. Like yeah, that dude was a double machine too. Oh yeah, the machine man before Bert Kreischer. I feel like, too, with A-Rod, it was almost like he got a lot of... He got weird amounts of attention. He still kind of does. It's like 
He was always a, ba- a baseball player, but yeah, he was almost like a celebrity. Yeah, he was he like was compared like a star. to like he had a lot of celebrity friends. Yeah, he was he dated a lot of celebrity stuff like that, but it was like that's why I almost feel like he got so much of the spotlight. But when it came to like who brought more in the end of the game of baseball, like who was consistently for longer a better player, like it was Bulls. Like, oh yeah, I think most people now looking back at that era too would admit that. Like, there really wasn't much of a contest. Yeah, A-Rod was, he was great. It was just, compared to Pujols' consistency, and even where we went over to L.A., and I know it's popular, especially for St. Louisians that are still bitter, even though he's back on our team and he's going to end his career here. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. He kept his foundations here. And yeah, and he's going to end like here. What are you bitching about? He's It's, no, fucking, you know what? You would have taken the money somewhere else too. Don't even say you wouldn't have. A fat fucking stack. I'm maybe my time at the South Beach. Maybe he wanted to make a change. You ever think of that? Like these motherfuckers. He's the treaty, and he's the. You would take the raise. You would take the higher fucking thing. Some people, man, would stay at a job that they hate just because they're getting paid more. It's like it's crazy. What the fuck would you do that for? He like yeah, he had a base here, but it's. It makes sense that he would want to try something else, especially like following a World Series thing, like a World Series win. Like mm-hmm. it would make sense either way. He could have done either thing, and the contract was expiring. He had a decision to make. Like it was that was it. Like he had to, he had to figure it out. You know. But I don't think it's greedy. I think it's greedy for a city to retain a player like that. They have no fucking right on his on his decision to and be like, oh, he's gonna stay here. He's a piece of shit. It's like. Like the Rams, man. Like, a lot of people didn't like that, but they were in L.A. before they were here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't sad and shitty once they left, but things weren't exactly going the best whenever they were in St. Louis either. It's kind of wild, though, like, how much that it's, like, such a billion, billion, billion dollar industry, like, sports, like... At this point, like, the athletes really, like, they've won. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah. Because, like, there's no... Like, they could be getting paid a third of what they're getting paid, and they'd still be doing it because that's what they love to do, and that's what they know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, somehow, like, along the way, somebody got that big-ass contract, and they, like... They fought for it, and they somehow got it. And then all these other all-stars were like, well, if I don't see that money, I'm yeah. going to go somewhere where I can get that money. It's and now right. it's like that. Like with every, like the NBA, the now MLB, the NFL. Players paid and everything like yeah. that. Which they should be because, to be honest, these massive fucking stadiums, like, college players shouldn't be getting. It's really because, um, I mean, I hate to say it. Like, I'm not going to say, like, nobody else knows nothing there or sports or everything necessarily, but, like, Okay, if a fucking, if 60 damn thousand people are going into your state, like, it's these college athletes that are drawing the fucking money and the people here because they have that good of a team or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they should be getting paid something. Yeah. like, Like, a lot of those cities, though, like, Texas and, like, like, Texas University and, like, Alabama and freaking Florida and, like, those big ass like state universities and stuff it's just like people are yeah especially in the south but like people are just regardless of how the team is they're gonna show up just because they're like that's i love these guys like (laughs) that's the freaking team yeah like so 
It's like, I mean, when the whole state's behind the damn guys or girls or whoever, it's like, you might as well fucking pay them. Like, yeah. well, you, guys are, he... you guys are making money hand over fist when every fucking Saturday when you're packing 60,000 people in the stadium and selling all the merchandise and the concessions and the beers. Yeah. And it's like, they're not seeing any of it. Yeah, that's, like, I think you got to get them paid because, I mean, at the end of the day... They are, like, they are drawing some of the money, and, like, even people that go to those colleges often, like, all the people that are around them are, like, tr- they're treating them like they're already celebrities, like, the quarterback, the fucking, you know I'm saying, like, the star wide receiver, yeah. whoever, and it's, like, it's, I'm not even saying, you know, but whenever they, whenever they're a big contributor to the, the success, the financial wealth of this place, because of all the money these people spend on concessions, on tickets, on what have you, like, stays in the city, you know, all the stuff, like, they're, that drives in a lot of money. Like anytime they have an event in St. Louis, like that's gonna draw like the whole city together to come out and watch. It's it's a big night for the city when the Blues are in the playoffs and the Cardinals are in the playoffs. Yeah. It's a huge. Business I mean, hell, we even have March Madness in St. Louis, and that's a big deal. Like yeah. and it's teams from fucking out of state. They don't play in St. Louis or Missouri, and people still fill the stadium just to watch because they're big known teams. And it's like, oh, it's March Madness, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... And, I mean, I can see the argument for the other, like, oh, you know, like... But they're also getting a freaking $60,000 education for free, but, it, you know... Yeah. And this is getting them the exposure from professional scouts that are going to potentially draft them into the league where they can make all that big money. Yeah, and guess what? Like, it's not like all of them do. I mean, it's it's still a finite... That's why there's... Yeah. Because you're like, well, so much college is out there. How the hell? Because the actual professional league doesn't have that much people in it. Mm-hmm. They can't just... You know what I mean? Like, they, it's a finite elite. And as much as we, you know, shit on... Not, I don't want to say shit on, but just even, you know, you poke at fun. And I just got on people for being Brady haters. But, like, as much as you're like, ah, I don't like that guy or that quarterback or that, uh, you know, second baseman or whoever eyes. We're still, for the most part, we're still well aware that their ability to showcase their talent on the football field, the baseball field, it's like there's a reason they're in a league of the best players in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have some ability to play this sport better than anybody the fuck else in the world. Or like the UFC or fight, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the best in the world. Fuck, we had one of them on the podcast. A few of them. Um... But, like, you see what I mean? Like, it's, you know, you're... People look at it and just on Facebook, like, look, I think you know, they're getting paid all this money, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not even saying, like, their job's more important than yours as a fireman. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. It used to be getting... But people have different talents. You have to allocate that talent in the right position or situation in life and fucking showcase it the best you can. We're doing podcasts. We like to think we have something to contribute to, like hopefully at least influence slash positively entertain or, or make it feel real enough to where people feel like they're in the room with us kind yeah. of thing. It's people do, you know, it's it's not always an even playing ground. Like, I mean, you know, by law, like, it should be that way. But, I mean, you have to, you have to really, it's work ethic. You have to show what you got. You have to really fucking, you have to find your niche and, and you know, thrive in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, give yourself a fair shot to it's like, what do you, like, it's not like, like, people act like 30% of the population's athletes are this day. It's like, it's like, there's, 
man, there's thousands of them, or a few, 10,000, whatever. It's like, we got 340 million people in the country. Yeah. <laughs> and to be, like, to get to the top of any of the leagues, regardless of what you play, hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever, it's like, that takes, like, so much training, like, physically and mentally. They dedicate their life to it. To get to where they're at in the league they're playing in. It's like... Most of their relationships, they're, you know, I'm not going to say all of them, but obviously, like, if you can't manage it or early in the process, you can't... It's hard for them to manage a relationship with their family, their kids, their significant, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. And they pay the price for it. They're on the road a lot. Wrestlers, like, you know what I mean? When you're in these jobs that are that physically demanding, you have to be working at your craft fucking non-stop in order to be one of the best in the world how else are you going to get there you know what I mean yeah or be really be the best at anything yeah I mean you see that kind of like anybody at the top like even yeah musicians actors any of that stuff like it's a lot of sacrificing of time and personal life and oh yeah usually well-being you're usually you're without something if you have this much success we're here yeah. Usually. It's yeah, very... You can't have everything. You know, very have hard everything. for somebody to... Yeah, to have everything. Even finding a balance whenever, you know, people have uh, kids or a relationship or a job that demands a lot of their time, it's very hard for people to find balance. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not always easy because you got your own shit. Assumably, most people want some sort of privacy in their everyday. You know what I mean? Oh, just yeah. to do their own thing and just branch away from the world for a little bit. It's like... Yeah, I even, I mean, my day's not like that, and I still have a hard time trying to balance shit between mm-hmm. projects and working. This is ongoing. Personal time and time with, you know, family and friends and whoever else. It's like, damn, it never ends. No. It really doesn't, and then you just see the weeks zoom, <laughs> zoom, and zoom, and zoom. Before you know it, your days are all booked up, because you're like, this, a yeah. podcast, and this, this time, when you get off work, do I have time to go eat, go run an errand, go shop? It's like, oh my god, all the ties being eaten away <laughs> before yeah, you yeah. even, you're not even focused on planning, like, sometimes the next week or two weeks, and it's like, oh, well, this is there, I work this day, I do this, it's like, you're, it just goes away real quick, you're like, holy Most shit. Most of the week on, like, Sunday night, I look at my week, and I'm like, this week's already booked out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> where's the time? You don't feel like you get a mental break to check out and chill? For a while, you're like, holy fuck, Thursday I'm off, all right. <laughs> you're like, it's, I mean, it's crazy, but as we get older and, like, you realize you have to put the work in, it fucking, it makes a big difference. I mean, we went, um, we're still on the topic about, uh, about announcing. Yeah, like retirement month. tours or predetermined, yeah. To be exits. honest, to get back to that and not trail off too long on the same topic, um, even though we are really good talk or feeling on that. Just there are some good points at least to be made. Um, I, th- I don't think everybody should go about it the same way because I think there are certain people that will affect people differently or maybe better if they're just like, they just put the work in, put the work in, and like it's, even though they're getting old, you're like, ah, oh, they might wrap it up any day now. You don't even know it. And then they have their last match or their last performance the last whatever and then they do and do an interview or do whatever and they're like listen this is it i gave it everything i had i left it all on the field i left it all on the table i left it all on the ring it's over and you're like your heart just like jesus you're like i didn't see that i didn't think it was going to be today 
So, I mean, that affects people differently, but then it lets you kind of save the moments better whenever it's announced ahead of time. So I think it for sure varies because whenever you announce it at a time, you're going to get like ticket sales up. You're going to do a lot for your own kind of personal brand because people are going to be like, we got to go see him, man, yeah. or her, or whoever. They're like last performance by somebody, you know, uh, musically or, or whatever. You're like, it's the last tour, even though bands fucking never quit. Yeah, Rolling Stones <laughs> been on a farewell tour yeah. since 89, so. But theoretically, <laughs> and I'm not saying predetermined is this is just to be clear like i'm not saying predetermined is better than spontaneous exit but what i am saying is people you just really got to read the situation and every person slash you know band performer athlete wrestler whoever it's all different so sometimes i think it calls for giving them a fair warning drawing those tickets drawing those uh, those eyeballs, really, because then it's like, oh fuck, there's an urgency to it because there's a timeline, and every time there's a timeline, there's a breakdown, and that you know, it's, it's we're gonna as miss it, out as it goes on. The momentum builds and speed fucking quickens up, and then there's a real urgency. Oh, it's the last month. Oh, we gotta fucking get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but at least you're aware. Whereas sometimes, you know. It'd be a shitty thing to do, but if it's their last game, it's their last, like, whatever. It's, like, or the last game of the season. They don't make the playoffs. Fucking, um, somebody, you know, like, if Mike Trout one day just, like, and he wouldn't, but, like, they didn't make the playoffs. Oh, that was it. I'll be, like, somebody left early. It's, like, that was his last game. <laughs> what is he doing? Uh, not that, just as an example, but I think it's, to be honest, like, just to be clear on that, I don't necessarily think it's better to do it spontaneous as opposed to planning it out and kind of uh, pre-deciding, but I don't think that it's better pre-decided than spontaneous. I think every situation applies differently to the person, to what they mean to people, to if it would be better to give them a heads up or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many factors that go into it, but alone i would almost say because of the positives that can come out of it i would say it's underrated probably to announce it not that it's better than being spontaneous with it but to some degree especially the people that really are uh, you know you look up to and admire you want to know when it's it because mm-hmm. you want to be ready for it and you want to see them if you can you know what i mean you want to be there you want to be present yeah the only time that it's honestly overrated is when people fuck it up and they say they announce ahead of time this is it, and then it's it for, like, a little bit, and then they fuck it up, and they come back, or they're, like, they go back on their word, because then it's, like, you almost put yourself in that box once you announce it, and you either gotta keep your word and actually call it, or you gotta look kinda dumb when you come back a little later on down the line, because you saw Brett Favre, Ric Flair, The Stones, like, multiple examples of the shit like that. Your word starts to lose (laughs) credibility whenever you're not honoring it, like, it's your 14th fucking retirement match. Like Terry Funk or whoever, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's my last match. It's like, sure it is. We've seen this fucking couple dozen times. So he's not going to be your last match till your heart stops in the damn ring at yeah. this point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool to, to do it that way. There's a lot of benefits to it. You can also get people, you know, and it depends. Some people that are a little more, even though they're an athlete or whatever, like, they'll shy away from it instead and then just be like you know if they're a little less of a loud mouth or whatever they might just be like yeah i think this is it like the last you know their last game or if it's yeah. a big like drew Brees, like it's beat by tom brady it's like i mean it you know this is it but it pretty much was going to be it like people were starting to suspect it 
sometimes it's obvious too, like the way somebody carries himself after the last performance and just kind of like leave it all kind of in Taking there. it all in one more yeah. time and stuff. So, I mean, sometimes it's just, it's almost that uh, speechless connection where you're just like, damn, that was, he left it all Kobe's out there. last game was really powerful. Yeah. Because he announced it as his last season, though. Whenever Jeter his last fucking, home game, it was like a real big deal. Whenever Jeter drew in those, like, RBIs. Yeah, that was his final game. Was another one. Like, him and Kobe and Jeter are, like, probably two of the best examples of, like, their last game because it was, like, at in front of their home crowd, like, they performed really well in their last game. They had, like, a huge standing ovation. They left their jersey out on the field. They, like, you know, gave the see you later. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, a perfect send-off for both of them. It was, like, even if you weren't – it's kind of a smart thing to do, too, because even if you, like – some people weren't a fan of him or they didn't really care about him much, like announcing something like that will attract eyes to you, so you might even gain more fans by doing something like that because then people will be like, oh, I'm going to check out their career or something. Like, look back on, if they weren't, it's like, oh, this is it for him, and then they might start watching it and they like him, and they're like, damn, I wish I would have kept up more, and then they yeah. look back at more. Yeah, sometimes that happens, like, I'll catch the tail end of, like, a, uh, or even, like, a show or something like that, a series, a movie series or whatever, you're like, damn, you're like, I almost wish I could have kept up with this the whole time yeah. and then, you know, seen it, but, I mean, for the most part, like, maybe you consumed it whenever you were supposed to and shit like that, and, you know, maybe it played out that way, but it's, sometimes you're, like, right after the fact, because you heard all the hype about it, you're like, damn, you're like, it sucks, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I think it's a, you know, I think it means something where they say that and they're in there being credible about it. But Brady's speaking of was also like spoiled in a way because it almost felt like they pushed him into it. Like people were like, oh, that's it, and he hadn't even said that for sure yet. Then he did, and then he felt like it was like, I mean, I don't know exactly what he felt like, but for, you know, from what I saw, he just it didn't seem like it was the way he even wanted anyway. No. And so people were like, oh. This is it and everything, and talking about him being gone, and I couldn't be happier that he's back because, to be honest, I think it makes football in the in the competitiveness more entertaining. There are so many fucking young quarterbacks that are talented right now, and Brady like was about to pull out. Rodgers is still in, like some of these other guys. Brady's like, "Fuck this, I'm not out yet. I'm still in." It's like, "Oh fuck!" It's just like, what what are we gonna get this year? You know what I mean? It's gonna be an interesting interesting season for sure. It is. Everybody's different. In different spots and stuff, it seems like it's like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a brand new looking like league almost. Oh yeah, I I can't wait. There's all so much competition in like the AFC. Yeah, I mean like there should be some in the NFC, but like now it's like Rogers Brady again. Which fucking Jesus Christ! I hope Rogers is a better run, but it's he just I had to almost accept like and I'm still a fan of it big time and and I'm a fan of the Packers, but I think. I mean, he hasn't really been able to win the big one other than, I mean, he, won, he did win a Super Bowl. He, can, he has that, but it's, he's, he fucking hasn't made those big moves or he's needed to in those important games, and it's like you can't do that because some of these guys are fucking killers like out there that will do anything to finish off the game, to, you know, to win big. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady's one of them. It's like Jesus Christ. Like he's going to make it happen. He's going to have to figure something out. <laughs> 28 <laughs> seconds. He's got no shot. It's like, Jesus Christ. He fucking got it halfway down the field. <laughs> yeah, it's... You can almost see the look in his face, too. 
when it was like 30 seconds on the clock, he's like zoned in to getting his, he like is like fucking foaming at the mouth to like get back on the field and get his chance. He's like, <laughs> so oh, yeah. itching like an addict. He's in the fucking zone. Do you, uh, you want to take a quick break before we finish our last two? Yeah, we can. Let's just do that, throw the ad up real quick. We'll be right back with you folks in a second. I'm stuck in black, stuck in blood, in a face mask I'm stung from the cocaine, can't taste that Old trade clothes so the cops can't trace that Stars on my body from the town I was raised at The rental advisor and stickers, I'll say what the fuck I want The rental figures, all I miss it, I'll be who the fuck I want I'm a 90s baby, but I always bet a hundred I'm the king of controversy, but deep down I'm just a lover Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after that break we have one more round of the good, the bad, and the shits. You know it, you love it, the ever-famous. <laughs> and I guess uh, I guess I'm up first, huh? Okay. This is really more of like sort of like a, a trait, maybe a personality. Maybe a personality trait, maybe one would say. Um, perfectionism. The willingness, the 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 uh, the absurdity of just going through your everyday routine and trying to make things, you know, something like it's not even just I guess everyday routines, but I mean, just the way things like certain people are like about uh, about the particularity of things. You know what I mean? A lot of times, like yeah. even growing up, I was called that's picking us up, right? Yeah. Okay. I was <laughs> making sure. The uh, like a lot of times growing up, I was called. A perfectionist, or like that, I was trying to be. You know, people would tell me I was too hard on myself, and like teachers would write that on my report cards and shit like that. And it wasn't even always something like I intended to do, but I guess at a certain, at a certain point, I was like, I mean, I guess the ADHD plays into that too, like being kind of corrected and feeling like the details like matter so much more. And like you get a little bit OCD in there too, and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna fucking keep things orderly and, and clean and nice, and just you want things a certain way or whatever. I mean, it definitely depends on the person, too, but, like, I mean, I don't know if one would say the condition has anything to do with it or whatever, but it's, like, it's still you just feel like you need to make things, you know, as perfect as you can be. And, like, as the years have went on, like, I've accepted, I'm, like, well, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be what I make of it, but, like, and maybe it turns out, quote, unquote, perfect, but everybody's idea of perfect is something different, too. Yeah. But just sometimes you, like... You know, and say even us, like with the podcast, sometimes we're like, man, we need we need it to be good. We need it to be everything it can be, and like we want it, but we want to clean it up. And I think sticking to like parameters, and what I mean by clean up is just you know make sure it's something worthwhile, like worth listening to, good conversation, uh, make it everything it can be. Which is why we, you know, yeah, we ain't cleaning up the content. No, we're not fucking. <laughs> as long as they're giving us explicit. Rating. I don't even know if we earned it yet. We should have because yeah, I don't you know, know how we wouldn't have. I, I don't get it either. They're like, oh, we're gonna rate the they computed in clean or whatever. Oh, but it's like well, what six year olds listen. The thing is, I'm like that. Like sometimes to do it a certain th- uh, extent on things, but I'm also very. I think art should be allowed to be art. You know what I mean? Like things should have, and like yeah. I get putting limits on certain things if there's a certain audience you're trying to appeal to, or what have you. But I also think. Like that's how we that's how we learn. Like those are our first impressions of things, and like sports, and like the way we tell stories, 
the way we, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should have the freedom to tell it any sort of way you want. So it's like there's part of me that's that, and then there's the more orderly kind of business part of me. And, like, I've explained that to people before, too, because I'm like, that's somewhat how my brain, I feel like, functions. Like, half creative, half, like, business almost, like, with certain things or, like, yeah. organization and putting things together and planning and, you know what I'm saying, making that whole aspect together. But it's like, then there's also, like, free-for-all on fucking, you know, art should be art kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, I don't know. I don't know, like... To an extent, perfectionism can really fucking prevent you from starting a lot of things, because it's not going the way you need it to go, or the way... Yeah, it can be a real big, I feel like... I mean, it can be a bad, like, toxic thing to have, like, weigh you down, really, in a lot of ways, but also, like... I think perfectionism also, like, has led to a lot of greats and like, sports and acting and things like that. Like, they've got to be so damn good that they give you the best performance every time they're out there. You yeah, and the I mean? finite, the, the fine fucking details matter, you know what I mean? And, like, that's kind of always what I, like, learned. I was like, man, I was like, I feel like to a certain degree, like, it really helped me be more polished with certain things than I had, and I was like fucking okay this is what I this is the standard I need to uphold like if I'm any less than that like having that bar is sometimes unhealthy but putting that pressure on you and your ability to perform sometimes if you're exceptional at it it's it's a good thing because it makes you rise to the occasion but sometimes it really prevents you from going on or or you know um, yeah just or starting in the first place and that's kind of the weird thing because also on the like the artists are like you know you're you like writing and like writing your blogs and stuff too and like and the book reviews that you've done with this it's just like but you know like things need to be fluent too you can't put too much restriction so it's like constantly a balance of yeah. of that and letting it be what it is and just kind of creating something it's I mean it is hard not to get carried away in any kind of like personal project or personal thing that you're putting a lot of effort into because of course you're trying like if you're going to present it to anybody you you're going to want it to be the best that it possibly can be yeah so like there are going to be details that you're going to notice that like are going to be a huge deal to you that it really in the reality of things might not be that big of a deal like to the listener or the viewer or whoever they might not even really notice but you're like oh that's that's awful but if you want to uphold a certain standard, like, I don't necessarily think, well, because, you know, like, I don't think that that's a bad thing if you're trying to uphold a certain standard. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, for instance, there's some restaurants and places that are like, this is a nice place. Like, you got to dress well. Like, this isn't just casual, like, oh, go into my gym shorts and my fucking yeah. whatever, the, in a tank or some shit. It's like, it's a, there's a certain presentation or like, you know, the worker's got to be a certain way but it's that's what keeps that at the high level it is because that's what they choose to uphold you know what I mean it's just kind of you know you set the bar wherever you set it and it's like sometimes you like with some you know certain podcasts that that we released before we're like man that just you know that should have been a lot better yeah or it should have been a lot more or whatever yeah it's really hard though like I feel like that's any that's working on anything in a creative outlet though it's hard like you battle with that the whole time of being like it's, this isn't as good as I want it to be or this isn't perfect yet or whatever it's like you're always battling for the perfection 
Yeah. And you're never really getting it fully, so you just keep trying to battle for it. Yeah. That's most anybody that is either performs or. It's unhealthy enough to that's creative. how artists and creative people like just get, you know, writer's block or a creative block of just yeah. like you maybe you just did something spectacular. You're like, how the fuck do I follow that up? Oh yeah. Or, or make something better than that? You're like, it's it's almost discouraging. You're like, oh my god. You're like, <laughs> how do we? You know what I mean? Like just with certain things and. Um, you know, you got to keep pushing. It doesn't mean like the next stuff's not going to be as good or can't be better, but it's like there's also an evolution in things. Like maybe you'll feel like one's the best, at, you know, that time, but maybe you eclipse the level once you put out that really good thing that brought you to the next level. And now it's not just at the level you were; it's fucking the next whole realm of things because you have made it up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've made it to the next fucking aspect, the next evolution of it, and stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah, it is almost kind of a fucking curse, though, to, like, yeah. have oh, that giant thing sure. happen, too. Like, if you are a perfectionist, too, like, yeah, as an artist, like, if, if your first album or two or something is huge, yeah, it's like, then, yeah, that stress is on you. It's like, man, if if I have one bad album now, everybody's gonna think I'm fucking gone. Yeah. Oh, he's gone to shit! <laughs> yeah. People will, you know... The thing is, music's always there. To People consume. are harsh, too. They are, yeah. It's, and artists are typically, in any artist, like painters and, you know, like, even comedians, freaking musicians, yeah. like, any kind of performance act. Like, Wrestlers. Wrestlers, put a bad they're, match on, they're like, very and they're very hard on themselves usually. Artists, yeah. like so. That's the thing. People are hard on them, and they're also hard on themselves. So it's they gotta they gotta try to be perfect. You know? Yeah. This I figured this was gonna be a good one because it's a hard judgment because it's it's hard to it's difficult to really you know say one way or another because it can come it's it comes at a detrimental price. But at the same time, it, it makes you... It breeds greatness. It does. <laughs> and, it, and it really fucking puts you in a position where, like, you have... You expect more of yourself. And, like, I've always felt that. Like, teachers fucking would write that on my shit all the time. They're like, oh, man, he, he's getting five grades. He's doing this. They're like, but he would just stop being so hard on himself. <laughs> and, you know, let loose and stuff now and then. But it's like... Yeah. But there's a balance with that. Because being creative... And also being a perfectionist type, like, or at least growing up, because, like, now I'm like, I'll, I'll let things be, you know, as I just make them. But I, I certainly know now more than I've ever known about how to clean some of that up and trim the edges and just make it a little a little more graceful, but a little more um, just organized still. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of, it's like that. I don't think it's necessarily a bad quality to have be organized and be, but whenever you're like fucking what's the word like yeah uh fuck I don't want to say like anal about it like, like religious about it okay. yeah yeah like it's gotta be like, yeah you're well, like I do that same stern stuff, like, you're like no this is the fucking way but sometimes I'm like well if it's been proven to work then as far as I know this is the way you know what I mean <laughs> works for me yeah so this is my routine but everybody receives it differently and everything that's the interesting thing about even communicating Everybody receives all that shit differently. 
Like it's not the same things that are going through your head here, and they're not going to be the same thing as somebody else heard it, mm-hmm. or as important, or maybe more important. And you're really fucking. It's interesting. I mean, but yeah, it's a it's a rough. Yeah, it is a tough one to judge because you can look at it on both sides too and be like, you know, it's it's bad and it can be a really toxic personal trait to have on yourself more than anything else. Mm-hmm. It can really like plague you from, oh, yeah. you know, being able to fully express yourself in a lot of ways, but also some of that's good maybe it can make you really like you said rise to the occasion and like breed greatness and it it really does bring a lot of people like to their very best capabilities a lot of especially performers yeah and like would you get there unless you were challenging yourself that's the thing that's why it's 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 kind of it's respectable and toxic almost at the same yeah. time because it's because and not even it's commendable just, they, and like yeah kind of shameful not even you ones. even if it's not to other people like but to yourself like you you know because you, you let your mind fucking eat itself alive about making it perfect or making it fucking you know putting yeah. too much you know harnessing the uh, kind of the power you created for yourself in just like a too much of a controlled environment kind of thing, you know what I'm saying, and making it, and sometimes I think that too, perfection can kill, that's the other interesting thing, perfection can kill creativity sometimes too, because you're trying to really, you know, and it's, it becomes less about the idea and more about the fucking, you know what I mean, yeah. the, how it's perceived in the presentation, and maybe sometimes it's a watered down version of what it could be if the artist was just allowed to be that, you know what I mean, it's, there's honestly a whole lot to say about it, like really. Yeah. But, but you know, I like. I and here's the truth, like regarding like me with, you know, even growing up, or I would always feel like because of my lack of focus and or quote unquote you know ADHD and everything too, I was like a step behind if I wasn't doing you know taking what I needed to be, like the pills and shit like that. But also like that I you know I was like a step behind if I wasn't, and I'm like well whenever I get there it's gotta be like over or under like I have to fucking if it's going to take me a little longer if it's going to be if it's going to be like or if I feel like I'm going to be a step behind on something I'm like then I got to put double the effort forth and I have to fucking rise the occasion or fail like it's almost like it's not sometimes you don't think rationally about it because of that because you're like it's this or that it's not fucking and everything isn't just that simple but you know, I got used to that. I feel like, to a certain degree, I was like, I knew that's what I started knowing because I made myself fucking have to, like, do that well. And, yeah. You know what I mean? But, and so, like, eventually you do get that good because that's what you fucking expect from yourself. But it also comes at a price where, like, maybe you're too close to things whenever you judge, which is fucking honestly goes back to that question I read in that book that Stevens, like, brought over all those months ago about, like, having a having better judgment or good intuition. My problem is, like, whenever I, for my judgment sometimes, I think I have, I think it's short-sighted because of my biases towards things, you know what I mean? Different biases and shit. Yeah. And uh, it, like, warps your judgment a little bit because you'll be willing to stand up or say, well, you know, if it's sentimental to you or part of your childhood, you're like, no, fuck that! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> everybody feels so sort everybody of that way about yeah. the things they hold real close to them, though. Yeah, it's, it's fucking interesting. Like, 
I thought about this a lot. I'm like, how can I even tie this into the art kind of aspect to it, you know? It's funny because even, like, as a kid, like, you do little things that you don't realize or think of as perfectionism. Like, I remember I had my, like, I still am this way with my nightly routine. Like, everything's got to be done a certain yeah. way, like, the at, like in a certain order and shit. And freaking, <laughs> as a little kid, dude, I used to count my brush strokes and shit. And my mom was like, Jesus. that is insane. <laughs> she was like, you've got to stop that. Yeah, and she like I guess like drove it into me that it was like, you know that you know you, that's kind of nuts. Like you can't be doing that. So I was just like, oh well, damn. I didn't know. I didn't realize it was like an issue. I still, dude. I'll still catch myself doing it sometimes. Like trying to get back into the okay. I got. I did seven over here, so I got to do seven over here this round, and then I got to do six more over here, and it's like. What am I like? Why are yeah. you doing this? Oh yeah, focusing in on like the number of things <laughs> and making stuff all like this chopped up, like you're cutting it into, like figuratively, yeah, you're cutting it into a fucking smaller, smaller fucking square. It's yeah. you're like trying to make it so perfect and so polished and so like standalone that it's just like it's by the end, by the time you get to the la the, the thing, it's nothing compared to what it was. You know what I mean? Like sometimes. Yeah. Whatever it's like an idea or like whatever. <laughs> or like with wrestling action figures as a kid yeah. too. Oh, I, I I would do I would do the same move <laughs> with my guys fucking seven times in a row until it was like okay that power bomb looked damn good. Yeah. That's the one I'm gonna use. Oh really? If it like if it was like ah. the Batista bomb finisher, I'm like <laughs> I'm like well that one kind of looks shitty. Fuck it, let's redo it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that one was a little. Bad. <laughs> we could probably make it a little better though. Give it the old <laughs> shot. Yeah, it fucking. It's like nobody's seeing this. Like you're just fucking around in your room. Why does it? Why do you have to do it six, seven times? Entertaining yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think the standard becomes higher though whenever you do take things that seriously, as silly as some of them have to be. And like, even as a kid, like it was always once that was burned into me. I feel like you know, fucking. Uh, once I was, like, diagnosed or whatever the fuck, it was just, like, well, fucking, like, this is the way I want that, you know, even if it took me a little longer sometimes to go through my homework, a lot of motherfuckers would go through it fast and fuck it up, but I would take my time and maybe even be able yeah. to feel like I was, quote-unquote, a step behind or a step ahead eventually, but then, but then it, you know, I turned it into where the fuck it was right, and it was just, like, whoosh, okay, but it's, there's, like sometimes you just have to you know you have to find the balance it's fucking hard because certain things aren't worth latching to like to make it that fucking perfect after a while plus as you age you have way more responsibilities and you're like I don't have the time to be obsessed <laughs> yeah. with perfection in any sort of way and like I think you know at a young, young age you didn't even fully understand it or why I was being that like that way with certain things but it would just depend man yeah so it, I mean it's hard not to do it, even in the like, you in the creative aspect of life, but also really doing the everyday tasks of life. You know, like, I come home from you know work like set shit in certain ways or put my stuff in the fridge like just I gotta like do it all. You know what I mean? Sometimes put everything it, away. It, not that it. Not that there's no exceptions to the rule. It's just like you, you know you get into your like routine and like well I know how to do this shit the quickest the fastest move on with my day. Then you look at everybody shit. else like oh look at this messy motherfucker. It's yeah, like. I don't like yeah, Am I the crazy one or are they the crazy one? Yeah. 
Well, people that will, people that are fucking okay with just the sloppiness will. Well, well, I was tossing in here. Yeah, it's like I don't want flies and fucking chips all over the living room. <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a good balance in the middle there. You know, it's you can't you can't go too wild either way. If you're a, if you're a slob, man, you just you're a slob, you know. It's yeah, it carries over into and people a lot of will yeah. People will judge a slob, man. They might not. Some slobs have good presentation. That's the problem. <laughs> they fall in his laundry. <laughs> it's like yeah, because it would look like shit if I did. <laughs> so I just grab from the pile. <laughs> it's like. That is the thing, though. Sometimes slobs have a good presentation on the outside, like in public and shit. You don't really know until you get over to their place or something. And then you're like, damn. What's going on over here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. Yeah, it's... I'd say, man, after all that discussion, it's kind of hard. It, it's, I thought it was going to be hard anyway, because I was like, that was actually the first one I thought of. And I was like, I think we could have a good discussion out of this. And really, there's a lot more to say about it. But, I mean, I kind of, you know, said my piece. And, like, especially being called that, like, you know, by authority figures or teachers or just people that had seen, like, at a young age. Like, I was like, well, or not that I was, but that I was trying to be. And it's just, you know, everybody always say, like, oh, it's fucking tough to be a, to make it perfect. Like, it's not going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, it's fucking going to be. It's going to be perfect. You're Mr. Perfect up in there. I mean, you try. Elementary but... school. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like most people... Because people don't view it really in a positive light. That most people probably that. would view it negatively. So I, I'd say in ways it's probably a little underrated because I feel like some of the greatest greatest art has been created through perfection, you know, through perfectionism and all sorts of outlets and it's like to not credit that like to shun perfectionism you wouldn't have some of the greatest things that everybody freaking looks up to and views as like notable pieces of history and cinematic wise and artistic wise and musical wise like some of the best things out there were bred through perfectionism so. Oh yeah, of people being just into what they're fucking like doing and what they're you know and like that's created some of the best you know shit of all time like yeah. some of the stuff that we've seen like throughout literally all of history too and, and people like not that anybody has but it's like even this podcast like is what it is and sometimes we'll we'll fucking talk heavy on the content and other times we'll get into like deep life discussion and you know what I mean it, it can really alter but it's it's really Whatever way it goes, it goes. And like I actually wrote a note on this too, and it's like, oh, you know, they're just bullshitting on there, talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> movies or TV or music. You know, not that anybody's really said that, but I'm like, I could see somebody just as a throwaway line, like, well, they're like, ah, oh, they're probably not talking about anything like necessarily particular. But it's yeah. like, man, we literally we create art through our experiences. Yeah. Some of the best shit ever has been created out of that. Stuff that people consume on a daily basis, like TV shows, you know, movies, music, 
fucking, you know, all all this stuff, like books, people, people that write, people that, you know what I mean? Like, how is that not life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Creating art through your experiences, like you're showcasing it in a way that everybody's going to understand, and it's in a in a medium then in podcasts or in a movie or in music, like it's this shit literally. It's like we you know we love all the shit we you know consume like all that because it's oh, like yeah. it's dude because you know a lot of people wouldn't understand but it's like this stuff was there for us and like I don't necessarily want to speak for you but like for me. Like, when I had nothing, like, when I felt nothing, yeah. like, the shit that I love, like, the shit that I become, became attached to, you know what I'm saying, like, music, like, it's it's things that, like, you know, that you keep alive, you're like, oh, man, like, because it brings you to a sentimental place or a more happy place or whatever, and, like, you learn and pick up everything through the art that's created. And a lot of this, and this isn't all, like, a, you know, my stance on, like, the perfectionism thing, but, like, Whenever you expect that certain level of yourself, you'll fucking, you know what I'm saying? You'll do whatever you gotta do to make it exactly. And I, I, necessar- I don't know if I would necessarily say it's perfectionism over what your vision is. And if your vision is something certain and it's executed properly the way you envisioned it, then it's going to be perfect because that's what you imagine. Whether anybody else perceives it that way is beyond the point. Yeah, you know? Art is imperfect, like is perfect because it's imperfect and it's 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 fucking personal it's to the individual personal. and it's personal to like their fans and the people that take it and, and use it to kind of help illustrate or it's made show through the are. people's personal experience, but everybody takes something different away from it too. Yeah. So it can be are there like multi-interpretation yeah like they're maybe talking about a certain message or writing about a certain message or whatever but somebody could perceive it as their own kind of message you know what I mean yeah and use it in their own life or spend it their own way so it's all like everything I feel like art's kind of subjective too like everything's kind of art you know what I mean so everything is everything like yeah. you break other things down, you're like, oh, you wouldn't have anything if you didn't have this uh, construction or fucking fishing or uh, you know another sport or whatever. And like that, sports art or pro wrestling is art. They're mm-hmm. telling a story. You're illustrating in some way, shape, or form. And like, whenever you begin to, you know, whenever you begin to figure yourself out, and like, if you're an artist per se, or like you're just into creating and all that kind of stuff, eventually you're gonna realize like that, you know, life imitates art and art imitates life and shit like it's kind of vice versa because you, yeah. t- you know you take and make what you have through your experiences and then we create other experiences by all of the f- stuff that we consume and see and witness do and, and, our, and watch you know influences us at the same time so it, they influence each other you know what I mean yeah it's I was just thinking like I was just thinking about this art I was just like man like our passion for this like stuff has like been crucial to yeah I mean growing up too like yeah it was the things you know that you held most dear and then yeah through some of the toughest times throughout adolescence early or childhood through adolescence and then even like early adulthood and stuff like all those things stuck through all those eras too 
Yeah. So it's like you can look back through all those different times and different experiences with positive and negative, and there was always those things there. You know what I mean? So. And that's why some of the stuff is sentimental. Like whenever you go see a new Star Wars movie for the first time in however many years, and you're like, holy shit! Like this is everything coming back again. Like this. Yeah. Because it's not even just about how good the thing is. It's about your connection on a personal level with it. And like, you think about when you were that age and you were doing this and like what it meant to you. And that's what you carry with you. You carry with you how you felt about it, how you, how it affected you. You know what I mean? It's not even just about how good the movie was just, with the screenplay, blah, 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 blah. It's not all about that. It's, it's not all about the breakdown of the thing. Sometimes like, it's about your, your perception of it, like what you take away from it, especially like, and that's just as important as anything else. You know what I mean? Mess- messages be se- you know being received clearly and talked over my own self. Yeah, it's art's real important too because it is one of the things that it's like a person's way no matter like what it is that you create or no matter who sees it or hears it or whatever like just putting it out there and having that thing on paper recorded or whatever it is that you did like it's basically like your own it's everybody's legacy in a way because it's the thing you leave behind and the thing that people can look back on people can forever watch all of this these episodes yeah and you know all the ones we've ever done that's what I've always thought too it's like that's why it's kind of important to to create whatever it is that you want to create because it is what you leave behind it is like your legacy in a lot of ways like so why not if you have the idea to do it just do it so it's out there and all this is like filling a lot of those things we're you know we're bringing people together with that we're fucking hopefully shedding some negative or some shedding negative light (laughs) instilling positive light in a positive manner and influencing people at least at least getting people to think and or be entertained like depending on the episode depending on the conversation and uh, I mean you know I've thought about that a lot lately I'm like you want to leave something you want to leave your stamp you want to leave your mark at least hoping it's going to be positive and you know at least more positive than negative because I mean every life has its own fucking things but it's just like I love creating stuff. You know what I mean? We've done it forever. Like with the backyard stuff, we've created like characters, names for things. We've created like so much different shit. Like that's you know, you kinda make yeah. your own your own world out of your life that way. Like you kinda figure out how to do shit and how to put shit together. Yeah, I've always liked kinda doing or just kinda create my own thing or like talking about my own like having an outlook to kinda yeah, just put that creativity into I guess yeah as a kid I just freaking would run around outside with just an action figure and have a whole damn world in my head like of what was going on out there like everything would be oh, happening yeah. <laughs> would tell. it's like it kind of just transferred into even in a way that was art I guess <laughs> but it yeah. kind of just transferred into being more advanced as my mind advanced too in ways it might not have advanced as much because as a kid, like, your imagination's insane. Thinking back on the stuff that you can just, like, create in your mind, and it's just there, then in your head. Like, you're like, all right, I'm living in this village now, like, out in my backyard. 
doing all this shit. Yeah. Fighting off this dragon. <laughs> like. But yeah, did I ever say what I rated perfectionism? I think you. Yeah, I said, said it was underrated. Said, yeah, I was gonna say you said it in some ways underrated. Said enough officially with it. But yeah, I mean, I society's stand like view on it. I feel like with the way that it's kind of perceived overall, well, they, I'd say it's probably a little underrated. Just the way they talk about it and they perceive it in a negative connotation is whenever they affiliate it, they're like they're like one of the internet's favorite words. This is a narcissist traits. They're like that's perfectionism and the da da and then you know it's like. They're always Toxic trying to... Toxic traits of blah, blah, blah. It's like... Yeah, but I think there's a little more to it than that. <laughs> I'm like, the people that create some of these things or have these big ideas have to be some sort of perfectionist to, yeah. to be everything they are, man. And it's like, it's not... And it's like, so just because you're a figurehead of, of like a big company or a big thing, you're the creator, you're the rich person, you're the whatever, it's like you're a narcissist? Really? Like, I, don't, I don't know if it's that simple. It's, I mean, you definitely have a, a crazy, insane belief in yourself to be able to pull some of that shit off, but would you get there without that? Would the things that we love and, and care about, and would, even, would they even be around unless these people fucking believed in their vision and executed? You know what I mean? That's yeah. the thing. It's like, and I'm not saying everybody that believes oh, in themselves, quote unquote, is a narcissist. I'm just saying, like, you have to be about your own shit to some extent. To be able to, to do these things. You know what I mean? You have to oh, lock yeah, down hard in your own imagination, in your own zone, in your own thing. And uh, I just I just say that because of what you said, it being perceived in a negative light, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's just, I just think there's a bigger discussion to be had from it, clearly, <laughs> than, uh, than the way people just chalk it off sometimes. Like, they just, ah, you know. So... Yeah. Maybe that got you to think about it a little more. <laughs> anyway, what do you got? This is we're still in the segment. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is much less serious, so it's probably not gonna take up near as much time. But like my girlfriend's all about this stuff too, and but it's huge, like internet wise, like YouTube wise, any videos that they like new music videos they put out stuff in this genre, it's like millions upon hundreds of millions of views within like a week like what what's you what do you think of k-pop no you probably don't listen to it much but i feel like k-pop has gotten huge especially like kind of i guess with a sort of a younger crowd a little more but in the past five years i feel like it's blown up in america insanely like I said, like their YouTube videos are like always trending. It seems like. I don't really know jack shit about them, to be honest. About with you. any K-pop? Yeah, well, it's not. I I know. I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm like. Yeah, it's just basically like Korean pop music, but there's honestly some dark. What? BTS <laughs> is like the huge one right now. I think. Everybody kind of knows about, but there's. Some dark history with K-pop for sure. Apparently, like modernly, it's a lot better. But apparently, like the managers back in the day used to be like real harsh. Like they were like you would they would pick like the prettiest young people, like boys and girls, like just like that had the the look, and then they would make them. They're mainly they're performers. 
Like, a lot, a lot of times people write their music, and they're like the faces that put it, they like go out there and they do the dances and the act and they sing, but they don't really usually write a lot of the stuff. Some of them do now, but like back then especially. And then once they hit a certain age and they weren't like the young people anymore, they're like, all right, you're fucking out of here. Who do we have next? And they would just like ditch this band and shit. And a lot of the young like K-pop people from like the 90s and stuff, they like a whole bunch of them committed suicide and shit. So it was like real dark history on it, but apparently they like put, it's more of a positive thing now. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I was gonna say through some of that perception, I would have maybe said. Yeah, it used to be like affiliated it, with the like Korean I mean, mob. And, but I, but uh, you know, I also don't really have a whole. A we're also now. kind of out of touch with it. I feel like I feel like like yeah. it's not as much. I don't even know it's not as much our generation because I'm sure there's a lot of people around our age that love it, but it's not so much our crowd <laughs> that's into it, I guess. Yeah, I, uh... I'm not around it that much. I mean, I am more now, but... Around the ages of the people that... Or just around, like, K-pop fans or people that know about it in general. Yeah, I don't really... That's blown up, though, I feel like, for sure. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but... I mean, just what I'm seeing on here... It's not... Yeah, it's not something, like, that I would probably... That I could even really say was, you know, underrated, I guess. I don't know necessarily that I could say it's overrated, but... I mean, through kind of what you said, I would say maybe it's overrated, or, like, maybe I should just know a little more about it, too. But, I mean, I've definitely heard some of I've seen them on the apps and shit like that. Yeah, they're... Music apps and everything. It's like... I, I mean, wish, I'm not... I wish I could think of like a song right now, but I can't. Yeah. I definitely... And that is the thing. Some of them are kind of catchy, but that's because it's pop music. Like, it's, it's going to be catchy. Catchy hooks and sing-along lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> the catchy hooks thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this, this beat's kind of cool. K-pop says K-pop is no different making use of melodies that are instantly stuck in your head. I mean, it's brought, like, I mean, it sounds like it's fucking getting the job done, if that's... It's kind of cool, too, that, uh, like, I guess I'm kind of for, like, a music genre that's outside of an American genre, like, getting over in America. That's kind of cool. Like, that we got, that, like, because our music and entertainment shit gets over pretty much everywhere, it seems like. Like, we're known... In a lot of other countries, like our entertainment-wise, but yeah, I think it's kind of neat because if you think about it too, like there's not a whole lot of other genres that are in American culture that are outside of America necessarily. Like oh, they have like um, I mean, we got like Latin music that's kind of big here, but we also have. A lot of Latin culture here. I mean, we're a melt, melting pot too, but oh yeah, we just have our own kind of entertainment. So to have like some other form of entertainment get over we from across the world. An absurd amount of money in the entertainment over here. Oh yeah, like for good reason though, man. We put out some good shit. <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about. But yeah, no, that's no, it's true. I mean, sometimes we put out shit that I'm like, why was this ever made? 
but like how do they get a budget for this I think sometimes about shit that we put out I'm like this is awful oh yeah like that Cats movie it. No, I didn't see it. No, I don't think I would watch it anyway. Did you see that advertisement? I, there was this movie coming out. It's like so many names in it. And I've never heard of it. But they're like, oh, keep on the lookout for this movie. It is Amsterdam. I've definitely heard of it. Christian Bale, Margot Rod, like... Margot Robbie, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, like, all these names in this movie, apparently. It's just called Amsterdam? Yeah. But I, yeah, like, just saw that on, like, an ad on social media the other day, and I was like, what is this movie? Sometimes... Sometimes, like, movies with, uh, like, an all-star cast or just an overload of guys, like, it just makes for a more watered-down, like, if they're like, oh, I have, a, I have a certain amount of screen time and this and yeah. that, like, sometimes it's almost like, oh, fuck, it should be interesting, but if they didn't make a story out of it, then it lacks in that, too, you know what I mean? It lacks in depth, it lacks in fucking um, storytelling. But... No, I mean, it's it, definitely it, it how it easily, goes a lot of times. It can easily be something else. Like that Copland movie that fucking sliced alone and Ray Liotta and trying to think if De Niro was in it too. It was like four big time and it shouldn't have been that bad but the, honestly, the title was pretty bad. Copland? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty you know bad. I mean? Oh, that one movie, what was that, like New Year's Eve? Something that had a fuckload of stars in it, it was apparently garbage. Oh, was it? Or New Year's Eve? I think that's what it was called. Something I was going like to say, that. I thought there was like a Valentine's Day movie that was like... There, maybe, it, maybe it was oh, that. Was it that? I don't know. <laughs> or was that garbage too? It was one of those. Yeah, I, that one probably was pretty bad too. It might have been, <laughs> might have been the same movie. Just talking about... No, there was a movie called New Year's Eve. Yeah, I got a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's fucking only a few points higher than Jack and Jill. Which I'll never watch. <laughs> I spend the next few minutes just shitting on stuff. <laughs> but dude, like, scroll through the names in this movie. New Year's Eve, seven percent. It's like 2011. I don't remember this worth a fuck. Catherine Hag- Hagel, fucking Hillary Swing, Michelle Fiverr, Efron, De Niro. How the yeah? How the fuck? Sarah Jessica Parker. These are like a fuckload of somebody's. It failed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Let's get everybody on the screen! It, like, yeah, it was probably just like a giant New Year's... I think it was something like, like at Times Square or something like that. So they probably just all had an appearance. A rom-com. Yeah, some of those are rated terribly. Like some of the ones, the simple stories of the overloaded with... This was kind of like intertwining stories, and sometimes those don't go over well. Yeah, oh, like that holiday movie that I watched. And I didn't, I was not a big fan of that at all. I knew it was kind of like a, it might be a drama, if it was like a holiday romance or whatever the fuck it yeah. was. But I was like, some of these are not even bad, like Christmas movies and stuff. 
was not into it fucking at all. Like even some of the people that <laughs> should have been entertaining, I think was I was just like, this is fucking lame. That was like a serious role for Jack Black, wasn't it? Yeah. I like Jack Black a lot. Too. I like Jack Black. I'm a big fan. Tenacious D, man, they're making music still. Yeah. Honestly, like for being like pretty jokey, they're always like kind of goofy band, like a parody band. They they do rock pretty fucking hard though. Like they're they're pretty good and talented yeah. musically for sure. I'm gonna just give the old K-pop a fair rating as we uh yeah we go on. Just I mean, here's the thing: if I did know a little more, I mean, maybe I would be like, okay, this is overrated. This is how it you know. Yeah. This is what I think, but I I wouldn't. I don't think I could say it's underrated because reading how it's described, I I'm a fan of. And yeah, a lot of art, like we just got done saying, like has influenced me. And there's things like ideas that I've taken from other things, or like modified them and made them my own in some way, shape, or form. But I still am a big, huge fan of originality, and not. And that's not to say that like some of the catchy lines aren't catchy. Because sometimes it's all it takes. Something dumb. Look how many times something goofy is. That's what gets over on the radio. In wrestling, it's it's also catchy. It's like. Oh yeah. And it sticks in your head, and it's like that. I mean, they were the one that thought that thought of it. Like they're the like one. Like one word it. or a few words, yep. or it's like, well, fuck. Some of these goofy ass ideas made millions of dollars, man. Yeah. Millions. People quote it all the time. It means something to people. It's like, you know, so. I mean, I don't want to harshly judge it in that, on that on those. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it is. It's art like, in its own manner for sure, and it's. it's gotten over quite a bit in the past few years. He's got a lot of fans, for sure, so. Yeah, what gets over, man. What gets over wins. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was, like, an episode of Dave where that little Dicky show where he was, like, trying hard to get a K-pop star on one of his songs, because he was like, dude, he's like, any K-pop person that ever puts up a video on YouTube that thing gets like 70 million views in like four days. <laughs> like, I need one of them on my song. I, um, so we just got done watching the Burr special right before we started this. Yeah. I thought it was pretty damn funny. A lot of the jokes, I mean, we saw some of the stuff when we were live, but yeah. as, he, as he pieced it together as one official, you know, piece of art, let's say, is one special. Like, it was... I thought it was pretty damn good. Uh, there was one a few years back that I wasn't as much of a fan of, but like even Paper Tiger, I thought was definitely relatable to the yeah, times yeah. and to like just speaking to us and stuff. I just I relate to like his comedy a lot, like in the sense of just because like the thoughts you think when you're doing certain things or see things, like he's, he just says them. He's just like, what the fuck would they? You know, whatever. <laughs> it's like I get it. It's like because you question things and you're like, what the hell? But he's. He's consistently put out pretty damn funny specials for a long while now. Even through all this shit, that when people are like, oh, comedians, he's like, he'll test the bar. He'll, like, literally won't even give a fuck. He'll say all this, like, stuff that he said in that. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, today he like, plays the devil's advocate for sure a lot of times. Just, like, in a way where he questions things. He makes it relatable though too. But yeah, he like, doesn't try to. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> like he does it in a pretty harsh manner, but not really in things that don't. Like he makes it kind of make sense too in ways. So like, it's not like 
It's not like he's going too absurd on it, where it's like, fuck this! Yeah. He's, I mean, he says who gives a fuck and, like, passes, <laughs> like, on stuff like that, but he's... But, yeah, he'll, he'll bring to your attention all the reasons why it's either, you know, hypocritical, full of shit, or this and that, you know, it's... He's fucking constantly funny. Yeah, he's made a career out of being that guy, for sure, too, and he, like brings light to it all the time though that's what like makes it's, comedians what they are like funny because they're like I know the role I am like I'm the fucking jester man like they like yeah. they make wisecracks about themselves all the time he's like I'm the dumb bald redhead guy that it's gotta be a little I feel like in order for people to be relatable to it and laugh at you too and you to laugh at yourself like they're gonna accept all the other things too more if you're like kind of you know, yeah. self-deprecating in, like, some ways anyway. Like, that's just part of the fun. It's everybody feels involved, like, you're connecting with them, they're connecting with you. Because they're like, I get it, you know? Oh, yeah. All the fucking bald people in the audience are like, ah, yeah. whatever the fuck. I, I just love how no matter where he is, like, he'll say the shit that he wants to. Yeah. Like, he said a lot of, like... Hey, that's a set. Yeah. He's got to do the set. They paid a ticket. Like, I mean, you fucking <laughs> shouldn't... It's like they're not trying this to go out there. people know who Bill Burr is. They're not like. trying. Yeah, they're not trying to go out there and purposely offend you. It's like, but the fucking jokes are going to be harsh because guess what? They're jokes. Like they're written for a reason. It's supposed to be the place that you can enter and kick back and enjoy it and just laugh and have a good time. You know, it's not yeah. supposed to have a limit. It's not supposed to be, you know, a lot of the time with what they do now and shit like that. It's like you paid a ticket to see this. You've seen his specials. He even says he's like, listen. You know where this is going. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he's just, he's fucking real on the stage, too. Like, he's, not that he even 100% believes everything he says, but, like, but you totally understand where he's coming from, even if, like, you know what I mean? Regardless of what he says, because he makes it sound like that. It's like, I just wish more comedians would let loose instead of, like, trying to fucking clean up their jokes and, like, oh, is this going to appeal to these people? It's like, Fuck them! Make what you want to! I'm not saying go out and be, like, once again, purposely offensive to whoever, but, like, it's Like, if it's funny, you're like, dude, I can write this into my shit. It's like... A lot of comedians are really good about still doing that, but, yeah, now yeah. there's, like, a whole... Because that is one of the forms of art I feel like that is the most still, like, free with that kind of shit, where they're just, like, yeah. let it fly with a lot of things, even though there is definitely a woke culture of stand-up now, too. For the most part, there's... You know, they're letting people still make whatever kind of music they want, but it's just like, okay, well, if we're going to go with actors and all this other shit, and then it's like, we got to look at everything. It's like, why are you just picking certain things and people apart? Like, yeah. just looking at, like, oh, it's like the Joe Rogan fucking cancellation. That went super well, huh? It's like, yeah. no, because fucking most, like, a, a huge portion of the country and the world listens to that podcast. It's yeah. like, he's... He's definitely doing, you know, instilling a more positive influence and inspiring people than anything you're going to try and catch him with or he was fucking smoking weed on Fear Factor back in 2002. <laughs> it's like, who gives a fuck? But he's still smoking the weed. But. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's what it is. You know, he's having some of the most, like, intelligent people in the world on yeah it's, it's, like, it's made me reach out and extend more like uh whatever like listen to his podcast another person that you know affected 
fucking both of us like listen to is Joey Diaz, and that's somebody that is the next person that is big, like next to Burr. Like, did I have it? And I know you still want to see Theo Vaughn, and I would yeah, like to see him get in his own show. But I have seen him. I he was actually at most of those shows we saw in Cali. I was going to. I should have. Yeah, that was fucked. They never sent us those. Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm I careful purchasing tickets from a third-party seller because I almost got fucked over by two events better, in a row. You're better off not buying shit from a third-party seller anytime. I, I thought I was good with StubHub. Yeah. Not even then. SeatGeek, forget about it. Joey's, Joey Diaz is going back on the fucking road. Like, I don't know if he's going back on the road, but he's doing certain shows now. I'm like, man, he's got to either come here or we got to go somewhere or just the timing's got to be right because next to Burr and... Like I said, I know you still want to see Theo and whatnot. I fucking, like, I, we, yeah, cool to see Tom we've got to see over. fucking Joey before, you know. It's like, we got to, we got to see him. Dude's impacted my life too much. Like, listen, you know, turn on his podcast and shit and listen to the stories. I wish yeah. I'd been, I wish I'd be listening to as many podcasts as I was listening to. Like, right, the hours available to, like, do it and just kind of turn on and work as I was doing it. But, you know, get to what you get to. Yeah, but I. Yeah, it's it's hard to listen to a whole bunch of podcasts. Like if I would you love don't to. have the time at work or whatever. Like oh yeah, I, like I would look because then that's gonna be the thing you're watching if you're like oh oh yeah it takes up instead of time. watching whatever else you watch or consume like uh, which I do sometimes. I would love to, and I have to like from time to time, and like I would love to be able to watch them like every day or like week to week or whatever still and whatnot. Yeah, I still Wait. do work. I still listen to the ones that I like make sure to keep up with every week. Like there's a few that I don't really try to miss. Yeah. Every week. I mean it still happens occasionally, but there's still at least like three of them that I try to keep up with consistently. If it wasn't for these comedians podcasts and like us like talking about all that, we may have never started this one. Like, no, just, that was big that inspiration was, of this. Yeah, sure. it was. It was like we were t- and we were both talking about how we were like, Oh, it'd be fun to sit down and kick it around do something like that we just figured like as much you know whatever you want to call it whether it was like deep knowledge about stuff or just us fucking messing around and giving our view on movies and talking about sports teams and whatnot like we'll be able to fill some time and give them a little bit of a show a little bit of a production bring some guests in and like that's what we've done so it's like without a lot of this shit like the inspiration before it's like man that's what that's all it takes and then you just gotta take the initiative and fucking get started but it's a lot of their stuff really influence like even the way we do it like the setup the fucking whole thing and I'm like man I'm so glad comedians like just do like they're just themselves and they fucking you know it's a lot of them maybe like them more than like you see them as like real people on their podcast and not just oh yeah that definitely helps it helps you bring like that connection is closer. Because then, yeah, you, it definitely, like, humanizes the... Because, I mean, as a stand-up, too, like, it's a it's an act and it's a performance. So, like, yeah. and, it, and they add a whole other kind of level of absurdity on purpose to whatever they're trying to promote or not promote or whatever. Like, they, they go a little bigger. harder, yeah, than they really would in real life. So it's like... Getting to see them on a podcast where they're talking about whatever, it, like it humanizes them too, you know, and you can relate to them a lot more. 
Well, because they tell stories of their past or stories like from being a teenager or like uh, yeah. stories like relationships and whatnot. Things you can relate to and you're like, oh, fuck, like I get that, I understand that. And it's just, that's all it takes to pull you in because then it, you're right there with them. And that's what we've had, you know, multiple friends tell us too, like just in the conversations that we would have, like if they were the third person in the room, like what they would have to say about it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of funny because like I get that from a perspective and you know, even some of the talks of the comedians that people have, like, that we've listened to in the past, like, it'd be fun to, to jump in and be like, no, I think this, like, fucking... The first time I even saw Joey, it was insane that he was even, like, a person. He just, he was like, oh, yeah. This fucking going off about shit. I'm like, this guy's just... <laughs> is he <even> real? <laughs> like, Everybody, just, like, all the other comedians have, like, an impression of him and everything, too. Yeah. Like, every, he's, like, his own freaking character. Oh, yeah. Just He's original as fuck, man. <laughs> he's, he is a fucking character. He's like he's almost yeah, he's like a cartoon. Like it's like yeah. he's like one of those old freaking cartoon mobsters and shit from like back in the <laughs> Looney Tunes cartoons. Dude, one of the funniest like but way more profane. One of the funniest like probably <laughs> five things I've ever heard was that first time that I listened to him give that whole coffee rant. And about like all the shit that he was saying before that, uh, with Rogan and like Red Band. Oh, I love whenever he like, whenever something gets under his skin and he like freaks out about it. That's some of the funniest yeah. shit. <laughs> Going to Starbucks. Ah! <laughs> 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 Fucking the people have to look that shit up. That that was so funny though. I can't even. Hopefully they didn't pull that. From but I would, like, it still makes me laugh just because he goes on one long ass rant about so much of California and the way that people, like, try to fit in and do this. He's like, because it's the status. Oh, I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> He's like, oh, holding up, holding up my beer in the picture. Look at me. I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. I'm having a good night out. Put the beer down, you fuck. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> But they don't want to fit to be a dad. He's like, or else you'll you'll party out. And Rogan's like, we party out. What does that mean? He's like, he's like, when you take a picture of somebody, they can't, yeah, they came with the beard. It's like, sit out and put the beard down. You fuck. <laughs> it is, oh, yeah, it is true. That though. dude. That's basically social media presence, you know. Oh yeah. Well, that's why some people will find Instagram you know, shallow, but it's like if Instagram is shallow, then so is Tinder, so is everything that's just based on the looks, but you can't discount the fact that the looks play a part in, like, a lot of fucking things. It's like, that's just the way it goes. Well, just, but, but, like, what Bill Burr was saying on the, uh, on the fucking special. It's like, how am I supposed to hold up to that, or how am I supposed to look like that? It's like, you don't have to. You're supposed to fucking be you. Yeah. Like, if you don't, then don't have a fucking Instagram account. It's like, just because everybody else is using it for this doesn't mean you have to use it for the same way. You know what I mean? Or yeah. you go about it the same way. Or even follow people that are going to make you fucking wish you looked like them. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you don't have to. You yeah. Know, you don't. It's your own shit. How am I supposed to compete with that? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> He's, He's like, like, you can't. They can't. <laughs> It is just, it's the unrealistic beauty standards thing, but it's like, it's, 
that it's also but you don't the, have to the feel like you yeah. have to hold yourself up to that. No. If you choose to, like I was saying earlier about the perfectionist thing, like that's just that like that's fine. obviously who's gonna be that's fine who to they're gonna choose. Yeah, it's you don't for have that kind of position. That doesn't mean you're not important as fuck in what you do. You don't you photograph just don't do well. That. Don't take and post a bunch of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> or if you feel I sure as fuck don't. You what? I said I sure as fuck don't. <laughs> I don't take a bunch like. <laughs> you get a lot of pictures of you on social media, though. Yeah, I, I got a decent amount of me on there, but it's like I don't, I don't take fucking Snapchats of yeah. myself too much. I don't have an Instagram, like I. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then that's the thing. It's like you don't even have to. It depends, like how much of a presence like you want to have on social media. But I thought, like, in, even in those, like, you I might just point. for the blog and the podcast. That's the only reason I've ever thought I, about getting more social media. I yeah, I was gonna say for the podcast, it really fucking. I've really just gotten to the place where I'm just ex, you know almost exclusively using like a lot of social media for that and like anything that I find inspirational or uplifting that I think will affect people in a negative or like a, I keep saying that in a positive light, but not a negative light. But you know. I mean, like, we were talking about with Brady even on, like, that podcast. It's, like, the words and stuff. At the same time, like, they are words, but, like, whenever you put good stuff out there, you make people, like, feel good or, like, be excited about something. Like, oh, fuck, we're having a new episode with this person on or whatever. It's, like, okay, it's something to promote, look forward to. And, like, I'm going to utilize my strengths on social media and harness that attention when it's given or when people are willing to grant it. And, you know, that's what I feel we've done here with the podcast and everything. Uh, continue to do. Yeah, I think we definitely. The reception we've gotten from it thus far has definitely been pretty awesome. You know, the yeah. people that have tuned in, and we definitely gotten more along the way. I feel like the last, you know, for the most part, like last fucking five, ten episodes, like in this like run that we've had, we've had some really deep discussions with some really fucking awesome guests. And, uh, I mean, definitely going to bring more in soon, but I, I mean, I've, I've been happy on the course we've been on, like, working out, you know, working them out, fucking getting them, getting them done, putting them on the, uh, yeah. the old net, releasing them on Apple Music and fucking, or Apple, rather, and Spotify, good old Anchor, Google Podcasts. All the places that we've sent it out to you motherfuckers. And the zillions of other random little There's like Stitcher on there. <laughs> yeah, Stitcher, you're not paying us, man. <laughs> I don't know if anybody looks on there or not. Like, almost all the other ones. There's another one called like Overcast. There's another one called yeah, there's a few. Radio Something Cast. Or whoever the fuck. It's like, does anybody listen to the podcast on those ones? I mean, I'm sure there are certain podcasts that might be exclusive to those things. There's some people that are listening to it on the web browser, and I'm like, who the fuck is, is doing that? The web browser? Like, maybe on their, just their computer. Like, their actual computer instead of, like, their huh. phone and just listening to it, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'd guess probably somebody older. Yeah, I would too. But who knows? It might just be somebody in another hey, country that doesn't have access to anybody here. Hey, if you're listening, we appreciate you. Don't ever forget that. Oh, yeah. Every, like, anybody that we've gotten along the way, anybody that's especially still listening, it's like, you know, every view, every listen means something. Especially, like, you know, I've been reached out to you lately, like, multiple times about it. I'm like, it's 
crazy to kind of widen your eye and look at it in the big perspective and be like, these conversations and even bringing people in and getting people excited to come on or, or what have you, like, is important because it's like, at the same time, it's the shit we created and made and are trying to do something with, but if we can affect everybody in a positive way, too, and, like, get them excited, get them enthusiastic about coming on, telling other people to come on, get us bigger, get us more, like, listened to, like, that's all I can ask for and more, you know what I mean? Yeah, like everybody that listens, like is a is a huge contribution for sure. Yeah, and contribution, yeah. I think especially at this stage, it's like literally every uh, and their listens every keep new us, listener matters, you know. Yeah, and their listens keep us sharp and they keep us going. Like why, you know what I mean? Like and old listeners, every listener, everybody really knows. matters at this stage. So it's all really important to anybody that's listened to any of the episodes, yeah. especially all of them, like. Well, and whenever they listen and they're like, oh, good job, and, you know, there's the support, it makes me want to work all the harder, you know, yeah. on, on interesting topics, on, like, you know, on things that we can discuss, on people we can bring in, like, it makes, it makes me want to rise to the occasion, be more consistent, fucking put the episodes out there, keep releasing the episodes. Try to keep it fresh and entertaining. Knock it out of the fucking park and just give them something to remember, like, leave something everlasting out there. Jesus, I'm yelling quite a bit. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's like definitely cool to see the kind of progression and the build of what we've created at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. From it being kind of yeah, like recording it on the phone and stuff at the beginning. Like, it was even fun then to kind of, like, oh, make yeah. the page and to see the people that were, like... Because, obviously, whenever you first create something, it gets a lot of attention because it's brand new and people are like, oh, what is this? The hard part is, like, keeping people kind of interested in it. And we've done that for the most part, and we've gained some people along the way, so... Yeah, we always wanted to make sure, like, we had a fair balance of, as we talked about earlier you know, our own episodes and then episodes with guests and, you know, mm-hmm. freshen it up, restart, like, whenever we have so many guests on, obviously, like, we want to bring it back to the solo and discuss some of the things that we might want to discuss going on in our lives or our interests or the things that we're keeping up with and uh, put it out for everybody to hear, but obviously there'll be more guests coming in very soon. Yep. We hope everybody enjoys this back-to-back. We're giving you a 45 <laughs> and 46. Um, and a lot of, in a lot of manners, I definitely feel like we got deep and we got personal in this one, like, in a way that we obviously didn't in, you know, 45. So, I mean, you know, yeah. we've been just going fucking strong. And we're going to keep going as long as you guys keep listening. You're the important aspect of this. Oh, yeah. All right. We're just the fucking mouthpieces. Yeah. <laughs> the creators, though. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. The artists. Well, we will be seeing you guys very soon with new guests, all new episodes, and um, keep listening. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Till next time. Good night. I'm the king of controversy, but deep down I'm just a lover, so you have-